Have you ever used a dating app? I did about 10 years ago, met a lovely woman who's now my wife. So there's a bit of proof in the pudding that it works. Uh, Even if you haven't, though, uh, most likely you would know someone who has. There are some great love stories, like mine, uh, connected to some of these modern dating devices. But unfortunately, there also is a dark side here. Uh, But you didn't know that one in three people, one in three people in Australia were subject to sexual violence in person from someone they met on a dating app. And in the five years to 2021, three in four people use dating apps or websites, uh, experience some form of sexual violence facilitated by the technology. I'd love to hear from you. Have you experienced the uh, seedy or the downright dangerous side of online dating? Uh, you can get a real mix of experiences, can't you? The text line's open now, 0418 You can message me uh, via the Listen app as well. In response to the government uh, ministers, law enforcement agencies and dating app executives today met in Sydney for a roundtable to discuss online dating safety. Australia's e-safety commissioner, Julie Inman-Grant, attended. She's joining me now. Welcome to you. What types of sexual violence are exactly being perpetrated or facilitated through these online dating services? Well, there are a range of abuses and ones you probably haven't heard of before as well. Um, I know that I missed the dating revolution, so I didn't get all those dopamine hits from <laughs> swiping right. But, um, you know, there there's new terminology, um, love bombing, sugar dating, gaslighting, stealthing, trauma bonding, stonewalling, nagging, deflecting, and a whole range of other harms. Wow. Now, through, <laughs> now, through our complaint schemes, um, we primarily look at what we call image-based abuse. So the sharing of intimate images that are then unshared without consent. Um, in um, really extreme cases, uh, we've got an adult cyber abuse scheme where any form of cyber stalking or doxing um, it is captured by our scheme. But what we're really concerned about and what we talk today about is sexual harassment that leads to real world sexual assault or sexual violence in, in, in that way. And um, I, I would just like to say that Ministers Rishworth and Roland did a fantastic job in bringing a really broad uh, group of stakeholders together, um, you know, from um, many of the uh, dating platform sites, Match Group, Bumble and uh, Grindr were all there from, from overseas, but they had um, a, a lot of victims' rights um, people there, um, the the new uh, domestic violence commissioner. So we really had a sort of 360 degree view um, from those who have uh, experienced sexual violence or advocating on behalf of them and people like Chanel Contos, who's been advocating, um, you know, um, consent education and respectful relationships. So it was really quite a successful gathering. And I think there was a lot of goodwill there. And I guess I can say uh, we've been engaging as the e-safety commissioner with the the dating apps uh, since 2019. We saw some things we were very concerned about then, gave them um, feedback on safety by design and our risk assessment tools. So on that, sorry to interrupt, I just do, I do want to ask why there was a reluctance from some of these dating apps in general terms. Was it a fear of, of data sharing that would reveal algorithms? Was it something else about... Uh, criminal or, or, or legal liability. What was that reluctance in the first place? Today sounds great, no, no doubt. But yeah, you said, even you said, yourself said, you've been talking to them for some time now. 
Um, There are some really basic things um, that should have been thought about in the design process as they were setting up all of these sites. For instance, something as basic as um, making the reporting tools much more discoverable and usable and easy to use. Um, When we first talked to one of the platforms four years ago, they had about three different reporting tools that uh, serve different purposes. Um, And some, some uh, companies will actually deliberately make uh, or hide the abuse tools because they don't want to have to deal with reports of abuse. You know, if they don't know about it, then they don't have to address it. Um, I don't think that's the case uh, with the dating sites. I think they really understand if if they're creating a dangerous or toxic environment, then they are going to lose customers and that real lives are at stake. But this is hard. Content moderation is hard. We're talking about um, really complex human behavior and also really determined predators that know how to circumvent certain protections and will do things like um, use multiple SIM cards or um, phones to create multiple uh, fake and imposter accounts uh, to target people. But now we're getting to the point where uh, technology is developing and and content moderation tools and artificial intelligence and machine learning, learning means that they can deploy these tools to be able to pick up this abuse in real time and also send what we call nudges or educational messages when they pick up that someone um, might be doing something dodgy or a user might be at risk. It's 25 to 5. Australia's e-safety commissioner, Julie Immengrant, is here talking about online dating safety after a roundtable with most of the major stakeholders today in Sydney. Uh, The new, uh, New South Wales government will trial a scheme by which women will be able to check if someone they're dating has been convicted of domestic violence Uh, But are there any criminal or safety checks done by any dating service at the moment? I would have thought, given all of this attention, that it's a point of difference for one of these dating services to say, we vet the people that appear on our site. Yeah, and this is a really complex and nuanced issue that we were all aware was not going to be solved um, at this particular roundtable. Now, in the United States, um, they do have pretty well-developed sex offender registries, but they uh, some of the, the platforms found over time that a lot of the um, information wasn't reliable. Uh, they've, of course, got 50 state, states and there were different um, laws around um, how that information could be used. The other challenge is that a lot of people that in, end up engaging in either family and domestic violence or sexual assault have never had an interaction with the criminal justice system. So they might not be on that list. And, you know, we... we And we know charges are hard to uh, sometimes lay in some circumstances. Yeah, and we're talking about extremely sensitive um, police and and criminal um, information. Uh, There have been discussions about um, using ABO um, information, and these are overseas platforms. So we need to look at things like the privacy laws to see if that can even um, be enabled. Um, you know, obviously, if there is a solution, we'd want, we would want it to be a national solution. And uh, I, I think, um, you know, Minister Rishworth and Minister Rowland um, are committed to speaking with the Attorney General, seeing what's in the realm of the possible. Um, so so and- if you had one wish to come out of this meeting in terms of legislative teeth or regulatory um, protections, what would it be? 
Right. Well, I mean, again, I wish they would take a safety by design approach to all of this and deter misuse and prevent harm at the get go. I'm trying to apply regulation or help somebody after they've been abused. We want is 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 not where we want to be. We want to prevent it from happening in the first place. They do have the tools and the power to be able to do that. And we just want to see that more consistently across the industry. Well, I have to leave it there. Julie Inman Grant, appreciate your time joining me this afternoon. Thanks so much. She's the Australian uh, e-safety commissioner here on RN Drive. Uh, in a moment, I want to bring you a new weekly segment for 2023. It's called the Asia Editors. Each week, you'll be connected with one of the major mastheads in the Asia-Pacific region and get the lowdown of affairs from an insider who knows. Today, we're off to Fiji shortly, where you'll learn all about the new prime minister there, elected in the days just before Christmas last year. Uh, He's got a very familiar name. You'll probably recognise it. That's coming up shortly on RN Drive. You're with Andy Park. It's 20 minutes to five. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.